0: Please join me in today's scripture reading from Proverbs chapter four, verses one to nine. Hear, O sons, a father's instruction, and be attentive that you may gain insight. For I give you good precepts, do not forsake my teaching. When I was a son with my father, tender, the only one in the sight of my mother, he taught me and said to me, Let your heart hold fast my words. Keep my commandments and live. Get wisdom, get insight. Do not forget and do not turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her and she will keep you. Love her and she will guard you. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom and whatever you get, get insight. Prize her highly and she will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. She will place on your head a graceful garland. She will bestow on you a beautiful crown. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Good morning, Regent. Good morning. It never fails to amaze me on these Sundays. I turn around before we start and there's nobody here. And then I turn around again later. I'm like, oh, everybody's here. It's great. So I don't know. It's always fun for me. But really, hey, welcome. And I just want to say again, really hope that you feel welcome in this space. Um, Hope you feel cared for. I know it's a little different, I know we're wearing masks and we're more spread out, but I I hope you have a sense of being welcome in this space, whoever you are and wherever you're at um, on your journey. Also, I wanna give a quick shout out to our band. Can we give them just like a hand? Um, Because it's always encouraging to come early and there's already a band practicing. This morning just to have a big band up here To have people on the slides and the audio video, they're just folks who volunteer and use their gifts and talents that they have for us so that we can gather in this way. And I'm just grateful for all of you who do that. and grateful for the band, Luke, and for everybody. Would you just bow your heads with me and let's, let's just pray one more time and ask God to teach us through some Proverbs this morning. God, thank you for your love and your care for every one of us. God, I ask that we could just have a sense, even in this moment, a sense of your love and your care and concern for each one of us this morning. Um, And I ask, God, that as we look at the Proverbs, that you would teach us about wisdom, that you would teach us how we can become people who are wise and have your wisdom in our lives, God. So would you speak to us? Would your spirit open up our eyes and open up our ears to your commandments, to your teaching, to your wisdom, God? Um, In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have you ever found yourself in the company of a really wise person at some point in your life? Maybe when you were younger, in college, recent, I don't know. But can you think of a time or a person where you, you were sat in the presence of someone and thought, wow, this person has so much wisdom, so much to offer me, so much to offer the world, this person has wisdom. Like I can think of a few moments like that in life where I was so grateful for just a human like that, right, who, who has grown in wisdom with God over the years. This morning we're going to take a look at the idea and the practice, the reality of wisdom in our lives in the Proverbs. These Proverbs are known as wisdom literature. And I want to give you a warning. We're going to read a lot of Proverbs this morning. Is that okay? Like we're going to, I looked through my notes yesterday and I thought, oh my goodness, we're just going to keep reading Proverbs over and over again. And I think if we listen that these Proverbs will speak to all of us, uh, wherever we're coming from. These kind of poetic, beautifully written Proverbs that speak of this way of life with wisdom. So we're going to start off with Proverbs chapter four and then bounce around to Proverbs two and a few other Proverbs. As we read this, I want to invite you to listen to Proverbs 4 with just an attitude of of prayer, with this this sacred scripture. Um, So I'm going to read it kind of slowly. And when you just let this sink in, Proverbs chapter 4. Hear, O sons, a father's instruction, and be attentive that you may gain insight. For I give you good precepts. Do not forsake my teaching. When I was a son with my father, tender, the only one in the sight of my mother, he taught me and said to me, let your heart hold fast my words, keep my commandments and live, get wisdom, get insight, do not forget and do not turn away from the words of my mouth, do not forsake her and she will keep you, love her and she will guard you. The beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom. It is hilarious, we're gonna talk about that. (laughs) I love that. Get wisdom and whatever you get, get insight. Prize her highly and she will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. She will place on your head a graceful garland. She will bestow on you a beautiful crown. Hear my son and accept my words that the years of your life may be many. I have taught you the way of wisdom. I have led you in the paths of uprightness. When you walk, your step will not be hampered. If you run, you will not stumble. Keep hold of instruction. Do not let go. Guard her for she is your life. Do not enter the path of the wicked. Do not walk in the way of the evil. Avoid it, do not go on it. Turn away from it and pass on. For they cannot sleep unless they have done wrong. They are robbed of sleep unless they have made someone stumble. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter until full day. The way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know over what they stumble. My son, be attentive to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart. Even reading this Proverbs 4, which I've read a million times this week, I'm struck by the, the beauty and the lofty ideas of wisdom and also how practical it is, how practical the Proverbs are. These, these are very like, simple daily things the Proverbs speak of at the same time. So I do want to point out, and I loved that someone chuckled when we read verse 7. That's what we're going to look at first. So there's this beautiful psalm about, or proverb about wisdom and many Proverbs about wisdom here. And I love verse 7. It gets into talking about wisdom. And verse 7 says, the beginning of wisdom is this. And if you read it and don't know what's coming next, it's like, okay, like, tell me what wisdom is. Or like, tell me how to start this whole thing about wisdom. Here's the beginning of wisdom. Get wisdom. Like, okay. I love when I find a Bible verse that is just funny to me. Like, it's ironic and it's a little peculiar. And it kind of draws me into the scriptures of like, why does it say it that way? That, that is so interesting or weird to me. But here's the beginning of wisdom. Get wisdom. It it comes out funny, but it is profound. Here's the first step we need in considering wisdom. Get wisdom. It's available, the Proverbs say. The Proverbs say God is crying out. Wisdom is crying out. It's there. It's available. It's present. God offers it. But the first step is To get it, it's to, to get wisdom. So, I want to ask us a question this morning Do we truly desire wisdom? Would you consider that for yourself? Do you, do you have a deep desire for greater wisdom in your life? Like, how important is it to you to gain more of God's wisdom? Like, where does it rank? in the list of things that you would like to have in your life. You know, when you think of like vocational or or career advancement and and how your family is doing and and how your your house looks right now and, and how your physical body looks right now, like all these things, like how does wisdom rank on that list? Do not forsake her, it says, and she will keep you. Love her and she will guard you. The beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom. Whatever you get, get insight. Prize her highly and she will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. She will place on your head a graceful garland. She will bestow on you a beautiful crown. And skipping down to verse 13, keep hold of instruction. Do not let go, guard her, for she is your life. Says This is your life. This proverb says in really beautiful ways, and actually a whole bunch of proverbs um, in the whole, all these proverbs say very similar things in beautiful poetic ways, but then also in very emphatic ways. Like wisdom will take care of you. Wisdom will guard you. Wisdom will make your path straight. Wisdom will make it okay. Wisdom, you need wisdom so badly. But we gotta go and get that wisdom that it says it says if you find some wisdom hold on to that wisdom so tight because she is your life like you can't say it more emphatically she is your life so I want to go to Proverbs chapter 2 where it talks it kind of echoes this a little bit okay Proverbs 2 my son if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your ear to understanding Yes, if you call out for insight, raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom, from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. So this says, raise your voice, like cry out, yell for it, cry out for it. And it says, if you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasure. With that kind of intensity, I, I was reading this and considering it, and I just had the image of uh, like a Survivor game show. How many of you have watched Survivor? I don't watch it. How many of you like? I like kind of know what it is, and I've watched like a tiny bit of it at some point. Okay, some of you are still holding out. Have no idea. No, nothing. Okay, <laughs> I don't enjoy it, but I watched a little bit of Survivor over the years. And actually I knew someone on it, which is a whole nother story and made it fascinating to watch to see somebody you know on Survivor and become like the villain on Survivor. That was fascinating for me. But there's these points with Survivor or games like that where they're like, they have to get the hidden immunity idol or whatever it is they have to get. I'm kind of butchering it if you're a Survivor fan, but there's these points in the show where they like have a clue. And it's like, oh, the hidden immunity idol is over by the whatever rock and the thing, and there's a clue and they read it, and then they think they get it. And these grown adults sprint towards something and they start digging in the ground, like, like furiously digging with no care for how they look, no care for the fact they're going to be, you know, this is going to be on like a huge, like millions of people are going to see, they're just running around like little kids digging in the ground because they just have to get the immunity idol or whatever else they're chasing that day, right? They, they, they're just, this, their whole thing depends on it. Like they're gonna stay in the game and win the money or whatever it is, right? If they get that immunity idol. And there's a certain kind of intensity when we search for something like that. Like, like I'm gonna get that. I don't care what it, I don't care what it takes. I don't care if I slip. I don't care if I look silly. Like I'm gonna sprint over here and dive on the ground and like dig under a rock to find this thing. This proverb says, if you search for it, like hidden treasure or silver, Like, that's the kind of intensity the Proverbs are calling us to as we seek for God's wisdom. That kind of all-out commitment intensity to knowing wisdom and having wisdom in our life. I mean, just like we need a certain kind of intensity and commitment, like, to change your physical self. If you want to get into a certain shape, it takes a certain kind of commitment intensity, right? If you want to have a certain career goal, there's a certain kind of commitment intensity to get to a certain place in that. If you want to maybe fix your finances, you have debt and you're like, I need to get to this place. There's a certain kind of a commitment, right, needed to get to that point. And the Proverbs say you really, really need wisdom, like really badly. But there's a certain kind of intensity of calling out for it and crying out for it and sprinting to it and digging in the ground like treasure that we need to have wisdom because it's your life. It's your life. It's worth it to get that kind of wisdom. I wanna go back and look at verses 10 to 15 again. I wanna point out something this, as all these wisdom passages come through, there's something that, that comes up here. There's some language that's used that I think is interesting about wisdom. And on the next slide, I think we have, it says, way, paths, walk, step, run, life. That's all just from verse 10 to 15. In the Proverbs, wisdom, Does involve information. It does involve knowing certain ideas, knowing certain commandments. But also, there is a way of life in how wisdom is described. Wisdom is described as there is a way, there is a path, there is a a way that you live, there is a way that you walk in this life, that you walk on the path. It says, My son, be attentive to my words. This is verse 20 to 22. Incline your ear to my sayings, let them not escape. From your sight, Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and healing to all their flesh. So wisdom is good teaching. It, it is information that we know. But it's also something that you put in your heart and it gives us a path, a, a way to live in the world. In the Proverbs, wisdom is, is a holistic idea. It's what we know and it's also how we actually live in real Life, you keep this teaching in our heart. I want you to think about wisdom. The Proverbs say that you can get wisdom and God makes your path straight, or you cannot get wisdom and it brings destruction. I want you to think about a time in your life, maybe with, with a loved one, where they were walking in a way that was not wise. Or maybe yourself. Can you think back to a time when like, like I was walking in a way that was not wise? and I I was stuck in it. Or maybe your loved one was was stuck in that way. And the reality is when we walk without wisdom, the Proverbs say it, it brings destruction. Walking down a path without wisdom, it will bring destruction into our lives. So we need to find wisdom. Find it wherever we can get it. So I wanna get practical, and we're gonna read Proverbs a little more, Proverbs 2 and then talk about like how practically do we find this and get this wisdom. So Proverbs chapter two. Are you tired of reading Proverbs yet? Please tell me you're not. We good? Okay, let's read a little more Proverbs chapter two. My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding, Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. So how do we get wisdom? For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice, and watching over the way of his saints. Then you will understand righteousness and justice and equity, every good path. For wisdom will come into your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will watch over you. Understanding will guard you. So where do we find wisdom? That simply the Lord gives wisdom. And, And I wanna say, Clearly, especially for those of us who may struggle with the idea of being wise or struggle with, with, well, those people are wise, but I don't know if I can be wise. These proverbs say, God wants to give you wisdom. The, the Lord gives wisdom. He is not trying to keep it from you. It says, the Lord gives out wisdom. It's available to you. God is not a God of confusion who wants you to be confused your whole life. God is a God saying, I, I'm giving you wisdom, I'm giving you teaching. I'm giving you my spirit. I want you to have wisdom. Let me tell you about wisdom. And I'm telling you, you gotta fight for it and claw for it and do whatever you can to have more of my wisdom. But wisdom is available to us. Can I get an amen? Amen. Wisdom is available to us. In living in a world that is often full of confusion, right? We live in a world that is full of all kinds of confusion about what is right, what is wrong, How do we live together? And God says, I have wisdom available to you. Come listen to me. Trust me. I can give you my wisdom. I can show you things. There's a little side note here. I want to point out Proverbs 2.9 has this phrase. It says, You will understand righteousness and justice and equity. Actually, this exact phrase is repeated numerous times in Proverbs. I will show you righteousness and justice and equity and understand, help you understand what this means. I think this is fascinating because our world right now, our country, like our state, our city, as a whole, we can't really figure out what is right and what is justice and what is equity. As a society, we're having a really hard time figuring out like, what is justice, what is equity, how do we do it together? What does it look like? What kind of laws look like that? How do we, like, what what is that? And what's important in it? But the Proverbs say, I will teach you. God says, I will teach you. What is righteousness? What what is justice? And and what is equity? I will give you that kind of wisdom. So the first part of wisdom is go get it. And then God says, like, the Lord gives it to you. That's where where it comes from. It comes from from the Lord. And then I want to read Proverbs 2, 1 again. My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you. So the next big point is, listen, there are so many passages with incredible wisdom like right here. And this might sound cliche or what a pastor probably is going to say, you know, read the Bible. But... The, just these Proverbs alone I've been leafing through this week, I mean, there is gold in the Proverbs, like gold, big lofty ideas and super practical things. There's gold in here. And so I just think about God looking at us and saying, man, you're searching for wisdom. Like, like, goodness sakes, i given you so much teaching, so much teaching Proverbs and Psalms and all the Old Testament and the law and then Jesus and then the Apostle Paul. Like I've given you all, these, all this teaching about life. It's there. It's available. These Proverbs, I hadn't read through them in a while. There is so much wisdom. And I kept thinking, like the, the first few Proverbs are more like a big train of thought. Like Proverbs 2 and 4, a train of thought about wisdom. Later, there, there are just these tiny, short sayings. They're very tweetable. I kept reading them and thinking, like, these were made for Twitter. Of course, they weren't made for Twitter. They're bigger than Twitter, but but they kind of fit the vibe of Twitter, right? Like, just these, like, one really witty, wise, cool statement. That's like, wow, that's deep. I could think about that. But it's here. And then think about the Sermon on the Mount. Um, We went over this a few weeks ago, if you were here, but I want to read again Matthew 7, 24. I think it, it really goes with these Proverbs. It says, the end of the Sermon on the Mount... this this epic collection of Jesus' teachings that he gave on a hill by the Sea of Galilee. And at the end of this, Jesus said, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain fell And the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat against that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. God sent his son, right, born of a woman, to live with humans. And while Jesus was here, he gave us an incredible collection of teaching about how to live. This wisdom is here. It's available to us. It cries out to us, listen to me, I'll show you how to live. Listen to me, I will show you how to deal with your enemy. Listen to me, I will show you how to love other humans. Listen to me, I will show you how to think about money. Like, listen to me, I will show you how to think about worry and stress. The, the, the wisdom is here. It's here. We, we already have it. Next big point I want to make about wisdom is that we get wisdom from other people, according to the Proverbs. We get wisdom, it comes from God, God says, find it. I have teachings for you. I have commandments for you. I want to give you the wisdom. And then Proverbs says, has this thought, says it in many, 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 many ways, different ways in the Proverbs, that we get wisdom from other people around us. So I'm going to look at five Proverbs as fast as we can, okay? Proverbs 11, 14, where there is no guidance, a people falls, but in an abundance of counselors, there is safety. Proverbs 13, 20. Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Proverbs 12, 15. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. Proverbs 15, 22. Without counsel, plans fail, but with many advisors, they succeed. Proverbs 18:1. whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire, he breaks out against all sound judgment. So if we want wisdom, and I, I, I hope we do, kinda of trust that we do, God says part of it is letting other humans around you help you, advise you, counsel you, give you wisdom, lead you to wisdom, and that God uses humans to teach us, to give us wisdom, to give us counsel. So we need other people, other humans who know us to speak wisdom into our lives on God's behalf. Can I get an amen to that? Like like we all, all of us, I don't care if you're 95 or five or 25. I don't care if you've been a Christian for 50 years or you're not a Christian. Like you need other humans to speak into your life. That's what the Proverbs say, it's what all the scriptures say. So let's talk about this. Let's talk about this idea, because it's really clear in all these different angles and ways in Proverbs, you you need wise counsel if you need wisdom. You need wise counsel from others. But, But this assumes a lot of things are going on in your life to have wise counsel. So for one, this assumes that you have people in your life who know you, right? Like to get wise counsel, This would assume you have people who you know, who who actually know you, right? Who know the real you. Like you you have to have that if you're gonna get counsel. Does that make sense? You You guys follow me here? This also would assume that people that you know who are in your life, that you are able to be honest and vulnerable with them, right? Like this would assume that you have people that you can not just sit with sometimes and not just know you, but people that you can be brave enough to share the real, hard, honest things in your life with them, right? To be honest, to be vulnerable with your brothers and sisters in Christ, which can be really hard. This also assumes that you have some place or space built into your life to talk to those people, right? Because your lives are busy, your lives are full, you have things going on, So to get wise counsel means that you've created some kind of space or container, if that's a coffee date or a home group, right, or something where you're interacting with these humans who know you, who you trust, who you can be vulnerable with, to have space to get that counsel. This also assumes that the person you're talking to has some wisdom, right? (laughs) Because it actually says in these Proverbs, like, have some wise counsel. So this assumes you're finding people, right? You're being honest, you're making space with them, and you've actually found somebody who has some wisdom. Because the Proverbs also point out if you are influenced by fools, it is not gonna lead you down a good path. It's gonna be destruction. So you need some wise people. And then it assumes, which is kind of wrapped in, but that you're actually gonna ask for counsel or advice. Right? There's actually the point of you having something going on and you making the effort or the intentionality to go to the people around you, in whatever space that is, and to say, hey, or maybe even interrupt what's going on, right, oh, I know we started, we're starting a Bible study, hey, I, I have something I need some counsel on. Like, is there a point I can bring this up to you guys later? I, I really need some help and some counsel and, and some prayer in this thing. So I read that list to point out that it's one thing to say, oh, go get wise counsel, right? really important the Proverbs say it's another thing to have things built into your life where you have those people and you are brave and you are intentional and you can bring up those things with with some sort of group of humans who are wise who can speak into your life and actually I, I, I want you to think right now in your life do you have some of those people do you have some wise people in your life who you get to interact with who when you have a fork in the road or when you have a thing you're going on and, and you should ask for advice, could ask for advice, could ask for counsel and wisdom that you can go to. Do you have those people? And I, I almost want to say, if you have those people, man, you should just run out of here right now and go thank them. <laughs> like, I'm half serious. Like, like, r- like, go find those people. Go thank God and go find those people and say thank you. Like, I am glad I have these kinds of people. Because the reality is, for some of us, we are still working that out who those people are, and to have those people we trust. And so I don't want to say this this flippantly, but for those of us who might hear that and think, I don't have that many people, or I don't have, maybe I kind of have one. Like, I would encourage you to go back to the beginning of Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7, where it says, go get it, and really consider, if I don't have those people, if I don't have those relationships, how can I pursue that in my life? And that's gonna look different for each of us. Because the reality is, we're all different human beings, amen? Like you're all different. Some of you can walk into a group and, meet, and be everybody's friend. You know, do you know anyone like that? Oh, can I talk right now? Okay. <laughs> right, you have a friend who like, they can walk in and they make friends with everybody. And some of you walk into a room and it is hard. You are introverted. You are quiet, you are whatever, and it's hard. So for a lot of us humans who aren't that social butterfly, to to live out what Proverbs says is gonna take some intentionality. It's gonna take some intentional steps. And that's one reason that there are home groups at Regeneration, that there's a built-in container. If you don't know people and you need those people to to try one of these groups and try it out and, and have those kinds of friends and connections, where you can get wise counsel. And I also want to point out that this kind of wise counsel can come in a lot of different spaces. It could come with a coffee date. I told a story a couple of weeks ago about Parker Palmer, an author who was a part of a Quaker listening group where a bunch of people s- sat around him for three hours and listened to him share what was going on with his path and they asked him questions. It could be coffee with a friend or a phone call or a home group there's also space in life where we need wise counsel, where it's okay to call in a professional, someone who's not a close friend, whether that's a pastor, a spiritual director, or a therapist, or a counselor, or a life coach, or whatever it, that is, sometimes we need that kind of wise counsel. We have to call that in in our life, and that's someone that God can use to speak to us. I had something happen last Saturday where someone that I care about made a decision that put them in a tough spot. After building towards something, they made a decision and they texted me like early Saturday morning and I was just deeply sad about it. And I I was wrestling with it and deeply sad about it. I think what made me sad was, I don't think that they sought counsel. I don't think that they asked people who know about this thing that they were in, what to do next. So they, they, they made the decision quickly, texted a bunch of people early Saturday morning, and then it was done. Like I made this huge decision that changes the course of my life. And I was so sad and I wrestled with it and I was sad. And then as I was kind of praying about it, processing, I thought, man, I've done that. I've gotten to a point where there was pressure or stress on my life, something weighing me down, like weighing on my shoulders. And I'm like, I'm just gonna make a decision. I just got to get this stress off of me. I don't know if you've ever felt like that, where things were weighing on you and you just needed to get out of it. Sometimes those are the points where we actually need the most counsel, where we need God's wisdom the most and we need our friend's wisdom the most. And sometimes those are the points at which we just say, I just need to hit the eject button, make this decision so I can just get out of this thing and move on when we really need wise, wise counsel. I'm going to read James 3, and then we're going to read one more proverb and be done. But James chapter 3 gives a picture of what wisdom looks like. If you are looking for wise people, if you're questioning if you are wise, um, this is a picture of what wisdom is. James chapter 3, verse 13. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder in every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. That's what wisdom looks like if you're not sure. I'm going to close with well, we could call a Lectio Divina or a sacred reading, but I'm going to read another proverb, Proverbs chapter 8, about wisdom. And I want to invite you to just take a breath and, and close your eyes, or whatever will help you, just listen to this scripture. And would you just let God speak to you? I'm just going to read it one time. Maybe listen to a word or a phrase, an idea that sticks out to you, um, and listen to one more proverb, and then we'll take communion. This is Proverbs chapter 8. Does not wisdom call, does not understanding raise her voice. On the heights beside the way, at the crossroads, she takes her stand. Beside the gates, in front of the town, at the entrance of the portal, she cries aloud. To you, O men, I call, and my cry is to the children of man. O simple ones, learn prudence. and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than jewels, and all that you desire cannot compare with her. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence, and I find knowledge and discretion. The fear of the Lord is hatred of evil, pride and arrogance in the way of evil, and perverted speech I hate. I have counsel and sound wisdom, I have insight, I have strength. By me, kings reign and rulers decree what is just. By me, princes rule and nobles, all who govern justly. I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently will find me. Riches and honor are with me, enduring wealth and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold, even fine gold, and my yield than choice silver. I walk in the way of righteousness in the paths of justice." granting an inheritance to those who love me and filling their treasuries. The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his work, the first of his acts of old. Ages ago, I was set up at the first before the beginning of the earth. When there were no depths, I was brought forth, where there were no springs abounding with water. Before the mountains had been shaped, before the hills, I was brought forth. Before he had made the earth with its its fields or the first of the dust of the world, And now, O sons, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise. Do not neglect it. Blessed is the one who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting beside my doors. For whoever finds me, finds life, and obtains favor from the Lord. But he who fails to find me, injures himself. All who hate me, Love death. Dear God, let us hear your voice. Let us listen to your wisdom. Let us listen to the wisdom that we've already heard, that we have in these scriptures. Let us listen to the voice of wise friends who love us and care for us. But God, we cry out. James said, if we don't have wisdom, to ask for it. So, God, we ask for wisdom. We ask that you would make us wise from you, from your power, from your spirit. God, would you guide us? God, we need your wisdom and we cry out for it. May we hear you. May we see you. May we walk in the path of wisdom, God. Amen. This morning, we move into a time of communion. Some of you have this, which represents the body of Christ broken for you and the blood of Christ shed for you, and and Stephanie has some more in the back if you want to raise your hand. And this morning, instead of taking it together, I'm just going to invite you to take it at your own pace, that you could sit for a moment, pray, consider the sacrifice of Jesus In Mark 14, it says as they were eating, he took bread and after blessing it, broke it and gave it to them and said, take, this is my body. And he took a cup and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them. They all drank of it. And he said to them, this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. So as we move into a time of worship, why don't you just pray for a moment? And and whenever you're ready, go ahead and take um, your communion.